Welcome to the Wheel of Sport, home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name's Ian McNally and with me is... Matt Lavery! Matt Lavery! How's it going? Oh, that was a nice little kind of radio edit spin on Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery. Normally yeah. you can't wait to get it out. And you, there was a little delay there, which I've got to say, Matt, it made me very, very nervous that you perhaps weren't going to say your name twice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how this even got started, but there we are. How are you, Ian? I'm very well, actually, Matt. We'll get the wheels spinning. I was speaking to one of our listeners. I met one of our listeners who had never met before in the pub. Isn't that a nice thing? That sounds, uh, <laughs> that sounds unbelievable, Ian. In the well, pub. We'll, get into that. we'll get into that in a moment, but uh, the topic for this episode is... It's golden moments, Ian! Oh, Yes! This is this is a strange sporting story. Look, before we get into sporting story, I, I'll we'll finish that story because I did meet one of our listeners in the pub, one of our uh, fans of the show, Matt, called Mark. He was very, very keen to recount some of the enjoyable stories, particularly the Cliff Young episode, Matt, that you you did, all about the the shuffler in the gum boots running from. Sydney to Melbourne an amazing story if you haven't listened to that yet do go back it was so it was the first time I've been to the pub Matt out of uh, the COVID lockdown as the time of recording you're you're still deep in lockdown yeah no pubs over here I'm afraid not yet we will we won't dwell on well actually we will dwell on this because this story does end up in the pub Matt. Uh, all, all the best <laughs> stories end up in the pub <laughs> what have you got for us Ian Tell us. This story is about just an amazing, amazing NBA star. And I know that fans of Netflix will be uh, just about ready to switch off and go, we've heard this before. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. You haven't heard it before. It's better than Netflix. It's better than The Last Dance because it includes the pub and... <laughs> This story also doesn't jump around wildly in uh, different years. Well, it might. It might, actually. So let's maybe, see. Maybe. We'll see. But um, but this focuses on NBA star Gus Johnson. I won't dwell too much on his career, but let's just say he was a five-time All-Star and twice named NBA's All-Defense first team he is the real deal, Matt. He's just such a great character, full of a massive ego, full of uh, charisma. And if you watch any clips of them, which there are some clips of him and some amazing photographs of him, this guy, I believe he smashed the backboard, I think, two or three times in his career. Amazing. Like, actually shattered the backboard. Yeah. So I think I, when I was growing up in like the mid '90s, there was a computer game available where th- there was a cheat, and you could, uh, you know, smash the backboard or set the ball on fire, and all of these like ridiculous things. But yeah, that's why I thought it was just something which was a nonsense growing up, and then I found out now that occasionally does happen, and the backboard will be smashed. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, ab- absolutely. The, like the NBA ended up having to design a backboard that was shatterproof (laughs) because this was happening obviously Shaquille O'Neal I think was also a back uh, backboard breaker Um, but his nickname get this Matt he had a gold star on one of his teeth 
Gus Johnson, and he became known as the Honeycomb. Nice. I thought that might have been related to his gold teeth, but it. one of his colleagues said that it was because his game was so sweet. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Isn't the that Honeycomb. Just... The Honeycomb. I mean, you could have Gus been called the Honeycomb like... Johnson. In Australia, he would have been called like the Violet Crumble or the Crunchy, originally. <laughs> but he's not. He's not. He's not a nobody. Then he sounds like a really, you know, a bit of a star, as you say. He's made the uh, the the All Star team. Yeah, absolutely. Like he plays in the NBA. I think it's like ten seasons. He scores a thousand points. He grabs over a thousand rebounds uh, in the same season. Three times he does that. Um, so he's... who's he playing for? So he's playing for he... uh, Baltimore Bullets. Right. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, the Second Amendment going strong there. And uh, so he plays for them and he gets the five playoff appearances in nine seasons. And he, in 1971 in the NBA Finals, he finally won a championship in 1973 with the ABA Indiana Pacers. But let's let's say he's one of these players who... When you see him, you can't unsee him because he's just got this, he's graceful, he's gangly, he's fast, he's got strength, he's really creative as well. Like Some of the manoeuvres he pulls are just that beauty about when you see a player who's obviously learnt the game like on the street or like not being coached you know, relentlessly. So he's got that creativity, he's got that problem solving. And he's also got this charisma and confidence where he can just attempt things and do things. It's just, he's just such an intriguing character. I mean, we could do an episode on Gus Johnson about his NBA achievements and the way he played and the reputation that he got. But I don't want to do that today, Matt. No, it's not the wheel of sport. (laughs) It's not. Look, if, if you want to do that, then just, you know look at the stats book but we're not going to read through the stats book because this story is in a pub matt it's in a well a bar is the american way isn't it they don't americans don't really do pubs well not in the same way no but this takes place in moscow you weren't expecting that were you matt no (laughs) the same moscow or is there a moscow massachusetts or something uh moscow idaho really right there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. i can't tell you about how excited i got when i saw that this took place in moscow and i was i was ready for an episode where i had to start with moscow and work backwards <laughs> but it was moscow in idaho um and johnson he's got this reputation of just being able to you know he's the he's a backboard breaker so he can kind of start his jump maybe kind of 10 feet away from maybe more 15 feet away from the hoop and still make it you know he just watch videos of him he just kind of rises above everybody stays in the air for an extraordinary length of time and then the balls smash through the bucket and he's just got this amazing ability so one night in a pub called or a tavern we'll call it it uh it's in a corner club and it's on the main street in moscow I'm saying Moscow to our American listeners, which I know there's many. Moscow. <laughs> because they respect the animal. 
in <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't have a beef that I'm saying Moscow and rather Moscow. Moscow. We do respect the cow. He was basically drinking in this tavern and the night's going on and the owner of the bar, he decides that Gus Johnson can maybe do a bit of showing off. You probably need to know a bit about the bar first, though, because the bar is like quite a, a spacious, spacious club. It's a converted chapel. Right. So it's got these hardwood floors, these really big beams across the ceiling. And <laughs> the owner of the pub thinks, I haven't got a basketball hoop. But what the next best thing is, I've got really high beams. Yeah. So he challenges Gus Johnson, he says, can you touch the beam? Now, the beams are really high, as you can imagine in a chapel. The beams are kind of at least kind of three and a half meters above the ground. <laughs> like three and a half meters? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can touch this. Yeah, sure. MC Hammer couldn't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> the other problem is that he said you've got to do it from a standing start. Right. So just bend your knees. So he can't have a run up to this. Obviously, you know, when you see somebody running in a in a bar, it's it's not a pretty mm. sight. You never want to see anyone running in a bar. So Gus Johnson being a charismatic winner, he takes this challenge on. Now he stands under the beam and from a standing start leaps so high, Matt, he managed to put his palm on the beam and marks a spot 11 feet and 6 inches above the ground. Wow. I mean, just think about that. Like, I, I've been thinking about it. I, I, it's almost like touching the light on a lamppost. <laughs> it's like, it's so high. Like, it's 351 centimetres. It's a lot. That's, ma- that's amazing. Just have a think about the ceiling in your house now. Wherever you're listening to this, I would be surprised if it's more than three and a half metres. And here we oh. are. <laughs> he can touch, the, touch, the, touch beyond your yeah, ceiling. It'll be like double that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So he manages to do this. And obviously, you can imagine the patrons are very impressed with this. But the bar owner is even more impressed with this because what he does is that he puts a nail and hammers a nail into the beam to mark the spot 11 feet and 6 inches above the ground. And then he proclaims that anyone who can jump and touch the nail can drink for free amazing now this tells you how hard this is because this bar owner is not stupid i mean it's so hard to do this to replicate this effort he's probably never have to give away a free drink ever he also paints a circle on the floor it's about a meter uh, wide so he paints that on the floor just below the beam so that anybody who tries to jump they have to start from that circle it, exactly where gus johnson did and they have to 
jump from a standing start and touch the nail. Many people, Matt, had a go at this over the years. And it's it's quite funny because obviously word got around the NBA circuit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking that. Unless you have, it's not a problem unless you have other NBA All Star defenders coming in, going, I fancy a few free bevies. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's it's not a sport like related thing, but sports people are so competitive that they just have to win, even at these meaningless things. That they, obviously, there was free drink available, but it's this should not be a thing. Like there's other, uh, you know, break a backboard, win a win a final. <laughs> like the, this is not important. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're getting in the Guinness Book of World Records for this. No, it's it's, it, it's an unofficial challenge. It's in Moscow, Idaho, <laughs> like, <laughs> in the corner club. It's it shouldn't matter. Clearly, it does because quite a few. NBA stars have a crack at it. Even like Bill Walton, he he turns up in 1984. Like this, this is 20 years on, Matt. <laughs> now, Bill Walton is he's a Hall of Famer. He's six feet eleven inches tall. Right. Wow. He walks through the doors at the corner club. Bearing in mind at this point, he's a professional NBA player. He's 31 years old. He didn't do it. He couldn't oh, touch wow. it. I mean, that would be... that You'd, you'd feel so low, wouldn't you? It's, it's in, <laughs> you know, you've come all that way to M- Moscow, Idaho <laughs> with all that reputation and to still miss would be... Very, very tough to tough to accept, wouldn't it? Well, having to get, and then because you buy, then you've probably ordered a beer, and it's like I didn't even bring my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows? Like being fair to Bill Walton, he could have turned up there pissed anyway. Like he could have been drunk before, or he could have he could have thought, "Oh, I'll have a few drinks." I don't even know whether Bill Walton. Maybe he turned up at a bar by chance. Maybe it's a coincidence. And yeah, he had a few true, beers, true. and then the owner said to him, "Do you know about uh, old mate Gus Johnson? Do you know? About, <laughs> do you know about the nail? <laughs> the nail." <laughs> so, look, who knows? But Bill Walton, you know, give it gives you an idea about how hard this is to uh, beat because this is like twenty-one years on another attempt, and this is like really. A really cute story because it's January, it's winter, 1986. Team coach, a bus comes along from College of Southern Idaho. Now, sorry, Aurus, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Like, it just, all fair play to the College of Southern Idaho. Sending me love from Melbourne. Um, but it's just so funny that they, they're traveling to a game against North Idaho. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and on the way, they decide to stop at the corner club. They get out and they decide that the club isn't even open. <laughs> they knock on the door. 
they decide that we're going to give one of the players a, a crack at touching the nail. This tells me that there must be a lot of people who've walked into the bar, even people like Bill Walton, who just must look up at this beam and the nail and just be like, no, I just, I just can't do this. But that's the, really high. Yeah. yeah, but this guy. It must be like f- Idaho folklore. Yeah, it, by this point, you'd imagine that sometimes these small things kind of die out over time. But I'm guessing that the nail, the the nostalgia behind it, and the mythology probably grew bigger. Yeah. And so the yeah, lo- well, the more the more the more people who fail, I guess, the bigger it becomes, right? Yeah, and the more the longer it's there, the the bigger the uh, the need to to knock it down. So. Joey Johnson, who uh, incidentally is the younger brother of Hall of Famer Dennis Johnson, uh, he, his coaches from Southern Idaho College take him to this bar before the bars even open, and <laughs> they they get him. Now, Joey Johnson is six foot three. <laughs> right. Of course, he's got. He's a no hober. Surely. Yeah. Um, he puts on his basketball shoes. Can, I, can you imagine a scene? Like, you, you're stopping. It's winter. All you want to do is get to the other side of the state and play North Idaho College. Probably a, a I grudge love the match. I do of waking, waking up the landlord as well and be like, can we come in? Yeah. <laughs> We've, got a, <laughs> We've got a jump up in the air. Joey Johnson, Brilliant. you know, was just having a nap on the coach. <laughs> on the bus on the way there he's just come on it's the corner club oh come on get your shoes on come on joey so he gets his his shoes on and he's obviously maybe a bit sleepy or something because he jumps up matt and he touches the nail first go oh wow first go but it he's disqualified it doesn't count because he must have been a bit sleepy because he didn't start with both feet inside the circle. It's illegitimate. Now, instead of just saying, come on, Joey, back on the bus. You, you tried, lad. Maybe on the way home. <laughs> He's got to have another go, surely. He does have another go. Good. He's got both feet. It's a legal stationary start. But he can't reach the nail, Matt. Yeah. He misses the nail. <laughs> and they decide he can have a final go. He says, "I'm well, yeah, I was going to say North Idaho are waiting and he'll be like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to keep going. <laughs> Get me a hammer. <laughs> yeah. He has a third go. That nail has been there at this point for 23 years. And it hasn't been touched. Literally, this nail hasn't been touched legally. (laughs) But Joey's touched (laughs) it. The third go, he has both feet in the circle. He powers up his thighs, Matt. He extends his body. He not only touches the nail, he bends it. Oh dear! It, it brings a new meaning, doesn't it? To it. he nailed it, like he, he yeah. 
he's like a claw hammer. He's taking the nail out, but he's bent the oh. nail. The owner of the bar, it's the same owner who's been there all these years. He pulls out the nail from its beam and he hammers it in a centimeter higher. Yeah. In honor of Joey, a centimeter higher. And Joey Johnson takes down that record 23 years. So good that Joey Johnson, like, like he ends up winning the national junior title in 1987 and he wins a title for high jump as well. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> and he goes to uh, Arizona State, his vertical leap extends now to over a meter 30 like he and he becomes known as jumping joey so jumping joey johnson so nice. but he plays for the sun devils he like wins various different like slam dunking competitions and jumping competitions and he becomes known as the for these amazing uh leaps that he can do and it's he doesn't go on to kind of win any uh nba titles or become like a hall of famer but because of gus johnson's like bravado and it's just will to try something and this chance night where the owner of the bar really wanted to find a way to showcase gus johnson's leaping ability it and then puts one nail in the beam that it gives joey johnson this opportunity to have this notoriety as well and when gus johnson dies and they're not related by the way i'll i'll put that out there but once gus johnson dies in 1987 people hang flowers from the nail oh that's a nice tribute which is just lovely isn't it and um probably a bit of a a sad story matt is that the corner club because of some reconstructions on the on the main street it had to be condemned um, oh, no. So the the location where the nail was uh, had to be taken down. And, yeah, it's really quite sad that in, in they've kind of had to get rid of that nail. Like, uh, maybe somewhere else in the world it would be on their her- heritage list or something, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it feels quite sad that it's not there. And... Um, so even though this uh, part of history matter has been taken away, really, uh, the place where the nail was nailed, it's, um, it's almost, for me, I don't know a huge amount about Gus Johnson. I don't know a huge amount about Joey Johnson. But just this idea almost makes the place where this took place sacred. Like I don't, Definitely. I don't know if that's overplaying it. I mean, my my, I wouldn't be anywhere near, you know, touching a nail. But I want to go to the corner club in Moscow, Idaho, and have a go. <laughs> and we can't do that, and that's that's a shame. Maybe we should just go there anyway, and still just walk on that hallowed ground, even if the nail isn't there. Yeah, well, I, I, the, this club is still going, so it's been open since 1948, and uh, you know, it's it started off as kind of this neighbourhood bar. For, for for men to get away from their wives so that's a quote from one of the former owners which you know times have changed they actually do have brick above the corner club's entrance the brick 
is a different colour to all the other bricks. Do you know how high it is off the ground, Matt? 11 feet, 6 inches. Oh, yes. I mean, that is gold. <laughs> See, but then you're going to have people probably uh, jumping up in the air as they're opening the front door of the pub and <laughs> landing on the, on the guy's head. <laughs> it, Matt, it, it's absolutely like that as well, you know. I'll I'll send you the actually if I try and put the, attach this picture to the podcast so if you listening on a device now and this is enabled you, you should get this picture of the door and you're dead right Matt this door has a pull handle so it opens outwards <laughs> <laughs> but gives you an idea how high this is Matt it's like double oh, the door it's brilliant crazy. <laughs> Oh, that is so good. So, so good. Well, let, let's get ourselves over to Idaho, man. We'll, uh, that's where we'll have our next meeting. Uh, I'd love to go to make that pilgrimage to the uh, corner club in Mos- Moscow. I'll have to start calling it Moscow now to, to assimilate when we get there, Matt. But that's yeah, cool. so good that, you know, their local team, which um, Gus Johnson played for, called the Vandals, just great and i think um they have big shrines to the vandals in the in the current club as it is but shout out to the corner club and we would love to come and touch that brick i mean we might need to uh have a bit of help a ladder but uh <laughs> yeah what's it called we used to call it a boosty <laughs> give us a, a boosty <laughs> but that is the story of gus johnson honeycomb that is a sweet and sweet story isn't it joey jumping johnson and i nice. also do think matt bars you know should be creative like this if you do have a star or a person with a unique talent walk in your bar don't let that opportunity pass you by <laughs> exactly yeah create some history no fantastic absolutely love that story Ian. thank you very much thanks to all our listeners out there around the world as well um if you guys uh, know of any good bar stories uh you know loosely related to sports people please do <laughs> send them through uh and we uh, we might just do an episode on those as well any other suggestions for stories uh, always greatly appreciated as our reviews so wherever you're listening to your podcast please do give us a review uh, it really does help and uh, get in touch with the show, thewheelofsport at gmail.com, on Instagram and Twitter, at thewheelofsport. All right, Ian, thanks ever so much. That's brilliant. Matt, I'm, uh, I'm off to uh, try and make the, make the light bulb swing in my living room. Yeah, absolutely. So... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to <laughs> give my neighbours something to worry about, <laughs> jumping up and down. I, I know my, my wife will be very concerned when I just start nailing things high up in the wall in, in, in a random place so no, thanks so much Matt it's been a pleasure and we'll catch everybody uh, for the next greatest sports stories ever told next time on the Wheel of Sports <laughs>